Um, so I'm not sure if you've listened to one of our podcasts before, Ari, but they're very unprofessional, as some like to call them. So I know you've been on... Actually, I've got a bone to pick with you, first of all. You said the BMR podcast was your first podcast. You've been on two of my podcasts already. Uh, technically. technically, I've been on a couple minutes, a couple minutes worth. Yeah. You were invited on both of them. Well, the first one that I think you just showed up and said something in front of the camera. But the second one, you yeah. were invited and you and Spencer had to go on a run. So. Well, yeah. So the first one, I actually remember exactly what I said. It's really sad because um, I had like just bought my my sunglasses. sunglasses they're like my yep. favorite pair of sunglasses and i was on that software engineer salary and i was in boulder and i just i went into the store and i put them on i looked in the mirror i was like i'm buying these right now i don't i don't care how much they cost and and i, I bought them and i went home and spencer was just finishing up the pod and i bust in and i was like ah, like i'm so rich i look how much money i'm spending and i, and, uh, I just I like scratch either a scratch clean across them or they cracked yesterday. That pair of sunglasses, I'm really sad. Like I, I, I love those sunglasses. Um, but it's funny that you, you bring that up because yeah, that was like the day I bought them. And then the second pod, I mean, it's just risky business being on a being on a podcast with uh, Everett Smalders yep. and Everett Silva, you know. And anytime you associate with them too, uh, which no disrespect, but you know they're they know they're they're a bunch yeah i was gonna they're say I, to handle. I, I know full well you and spencer didn't have to rush off to go on a run i know you were just trying to get <laughs> out of there as quick as possible um i mean yeah a little both. i would have liked to stay but i wasn't i wasn't was big time yet i wasn't big time yet then either so i was kind of i was still like the the um the side character on uh on the athlete special so you know i was it was more so like spencer was on the pod and i was i was spencer's guest but yeah for, I had a couple a of good sound bites in there. Throwing a little shade at Spencer. It's, it works out quite well having um, been the side character in Spencer's videos because I'm pretty sure Ali's getting more views in him at the minute and you're getting more views in him at the minute. So. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't think he might because it's – I mean, I, I, I can't speak for Ali. I think if Ali had started a YouTube channel, like it would have just blown up because she's, she's yeah. Ali Ostrander. Like that's people have known her name for a long time and she's like a great personality. Um and uh yeah i don't know i don't know what i would be doing if if i hadn't moved to boulder with spencer and just uh, like his willingness to to help my channel grow initially and just even in boulder just have me in the videos um and i mean it seemed like maybe maybe it helped him it was like there were i would always go through and read every single comment to see what people were saying about me that was my i do that on my own videos now but i started in boulder on spencer's videos just to like see what people were saying um and uh i don't know spencer is spencer is the og he's like he's been doing it for so long he's he's never going away so um and i think there will come a time where where both ali and myself are are going through troughs uh in in terms of views you know it's hard to stay like super relevant and continue to grow for years on end and i think um i don't know why spencer or why the viewers might think that what he's doing is like less interesting now maybe it's mm. less interesting to watch a pro than a collegian because there's just less uh there's less to do uh you know it's not as hard of a lifestyle but um i will never shit talk spencer or his channel uh in any serious way because like that that guy really he walked so we could run yeah I, I would never do it as either in a serious way because i'm pretty sure 
I did it in a fake way that time with the exposing the athlete special video. And that is probably still one of the most viewed videos on my channel, maybe like well, second. That's, so that's, yeah, no, he has that. He has, he, he has that whole, like, doesn't matter what you say about me mentioning my name will get you views. And that's all I need to know. You know, like it, he, he's, he's pretty adamant about that. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it is. He just like sort of, I was trying to think of an analogy and this shows how bad our podcast is. I was trying to think of an analogy where like, he gives, he just gives views out and people then build up on their own, but I'm not very good with words. So, uh, viewers at home can decide to make one up. Yeah, so exactly what the, it is. the first question I actually have to ask you is you're wearing one now and that is a football, football shirt, football kit, football kit shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what football team do you support? Because I see you wear quite a lot of different football stuff. Soccer. Uh, Liverpool. It's tough. It's a tough season. Last year, one year ago, I would have proudly said Liverpool. Um, but yeah, I uh, so my my friend Randy, who's he, he was on Spencer's channel a bunch too. So I don't know if the listeners know Randy Nish, uh, former teammate at UVA. Uh, Randy is a huge Arsenal fan. He he got me really into Premier League. Uh, I guess it was it was 2017 because it was the year that that Mo Salah was just having like the the Messi Ronaldo esque season. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was just, I loved watching him. Um, he was just like scoring so easily and, and Liverpool, they weren't that, or actually, I mean, they were really good. They made the, the uh, champions league final, uh, and finished fourth in the, in the PL. Um, but that was just, I mean, I know for a lot of, it, it's interesting with Americans, like you're not from anywhere where there's a premier league team. So you kind of just have to, you have some association or you kind of just pick your team and that's it. Um, and so for me, it was just watching Mo Salah was like, it was electric. Uh, and so that's what, what sort of like uh, got me to hop on the, uh, the train and start watching the Premier League and, and uh, supporting Liverpool. And there is a Liverpool fan club in Charlottesville that was just like a mile down the street. I know uh, you're wincing there. <laughs> are, they, are they better um, than Liverpool fans in the UK? Because they're the most hated fans. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. No, I know, I know. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a there's a fan club. It was a it was a brewery, and they would um, like you could pay. I think it was like twenty bucks a year, and you got uh, however much off all your beers when you got when you went there. And they streamed all the games, like all the Premier League games, all the Champions League, all the League Cup. Um, and it was just an awesome place to go to go watch games. So that sort of like fostered my love for it even more. Um, but then wearing the uh, these kits, these are all like $25. I have one like nice Liverpool kit that I don't really wear around because it's like really nice. Uh, and so it's kind of my like when I sit down to watch a game, I wear it as like almost a, a superstition thing, um, even though I'm pretty sure they lose every game that I wear it. So <laughs> but uh, so these these are from this uh, this website I found where um, they just sell these like retro jerseys for like $25. Um, and I found it because, you know, in while I was sort of just getting into Premier League, I was just getting into the, the sport of football as a whole. Um, and there's this iconic picture of, I think it's Ruth Hullett and uh, Marco Van Basten um, in, uh, after they won the Euros, like in this kit. And I was like, I don't know, like, I need to find that kit. I need to get one. That's the sickest kit I've ever seen. Uh, and I think most of the replicas would have gone for like hundreds of dollars or, or yeah. sort of that range. Um, and then, yeah, there's just one guy who like makes all the designs himself or does these, these like replicas uh, for $25. So I bought it and it's such a nice material. 
And uh, so once I bought this one, I had to buy a, a couple more. I have the uh, uh, retro uh, Boca Juniors Maradona jersey and then an Argentina Maradona one. Um, and the 94 World Cup USA one. Uh, so those, those are my main, my main rotation. And I'm actually trying to work with that guy to come out with my own jersey. Uh, it's, it's a long process, like sending designs, getting the designs right, doing, doing sampling. So it's, it's going to be a while, but um, I'm basically trying to just come out with my own shirt that's pretty similar to this. Uh, not in terms of design, but just, yeah, material and, and look and everything. That's that's really cool. I, I think you're iconic for wearing the Boca Juniors uh, thing now. I, I, I just always remember you. every single memory I've got of you in Spencer's videos at first was just always in that football kit. I did. I love I love that kit. I'm just a fan of. Uh, I mean, not only is is the game beautiful, but the kits are beautiful, and that's uh, I think it's that's a part of the sport uh, more so than than almost any other sport. I would say is just. Um, the way that the, the shirts get updated every year and the ones that like really, really good ones are remembered. Uh, and, and obviously there's like incredibly iconic pictures of players in specific jerseys and then those sort of um, live on. So that's, that's one of my favorite parts about the sport is that it's like you can just wear the shirt around casually. Uh, and you can't really, I mean, people do it with, with um, hockey and, and football and like American football and, and NBA jerseys, but it's like, you're clearly wearing like a, a piece of sporting equipment. Yeah. But with this, it's just like, it's just a shirt, you know, it's a little bit more of a complex shirt, but um, I just like, they're my favorite things to wear around the house. And you see a world where people are walking around in split shorts and half tights and a little singlet on top. Or is that, uh, is that's that my fun? world. That's well, my world. Go to the shop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's anytime, anytime I'm running. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that that's, I don't think it's super fashionable, but um, I mean, I don't know. I like showing off my legs. I was going to say, I bet you look great in that uh, wetsuit now walking to the shops after a morning swim or something. What? Oh, in my speedo. Yeah. yeah. Well, I showed up, I used to, um, when I got here, I didn't have my car. I didn't have any of my swimming stuff. So I didn't, I, I started in, in jammers, which are essentially like swimming half tights. Uh, and so all I had when I showed up to the pool for the first, uh, week or so was like the Nike, uh, Nike half tights. Yeah. And that's what I was swimming in. And then everybody else there was in like, you know, speedo, just basically just covering their junk. And I was like, okay, well, if I have to, I'm going to fit in. So I went to, uh, whatever sports store and bought a, bought a pair of those. And that's what I've been rocking ever since. And, and now I have a, I guess it's like a. It's a speedo tan, you know, becoming truly becoming a swimmer. I mean, I mean, with your physique, uh, you can get away with it. And by the way, if anyone is interested in finding out how to get Ari's physique, then check out our recent YouTube video uh, where he does a core workout. Uh, link will be in the description. Um, quite a general question: How how is life treating you at the minute? How, how are you doing? Obviously, following your vlogs and training videos, it's it's hard to get a full representation of how's it going and stuff, but. How would you say you are at the minute in terms of just general life? Uh, okay, two weeks ago, I would have said everything is incredible, uh, which it still is. But like my my general outlook um, up until I want to say like seven or eight days ago was like I can't believe I'm here. This is this is so insane that uh, my my life is just waking up 
and working out and I'm out here with one of the best triathletes in the world uh just getting my ass kicked in the pool and and on the track which I didn't think that would happen but um, triathlon is just a different sport so you, you can't hit those workouts out of the park uh like you can if all you're doing is running um but then last week I just got absolutely hit with this wave of fatigue that will probably not go away for weeks and or months and I've been told that's what that was what was going to happen um and it's just you know when you're training I'm, I'm on about uh 22 ish hours a week total right now between all three disciplines and I was you know handled it pretty well for two three I guess this is week five so like three and a half weeks and then halfway through week three uh I just ev every single session of everything just became like fatigue just fatigue um and so my dad texted me last week and he's like how are you doing and again a couple of weeks earlier i would have been like i'm amazing everything's amazing uh, and i just texted him man i am so tired and then my mom texted me and was like anytime your dad asks how you're doing please just tell him you're perfect because now he's complaining and he's really worried about you but uh so the answer is i am so like absurdly tired um just generally but I will, I mean, it, it, it's a symptom of me being able to live my dream. Like this is what, this is what that feels like. So every time I'm just like slogging on, on uh, a run or on the bike or just drowning in the pool, I am reminded that uh, like, this is what I wanted. Um, and so, you know, this feeling of fatigue is what it feels like to be getting better and to be sort of building this base in a new sport. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess just in terms of, of general life, I feel this overwhelming like gratitude uh, towards the universe for for putting me here. And this is something I've been saying to Nolan and Johnny all the time. Like I just, it's almost unbelievable um, the way my life has has changed over the past year. You know, because it was this very normal. I am a software engineer. I'm working a full time job, and you know, I'm making good money, and I have I can do what I want before and after. Um, and on the weekends, but it's like, it's a, it's a very normal life. Um, and now it feels like anything but normal. It feels like the most privileged possible life I could be living. Um, and I think from other people's perspective, it's like, it doesn't look like that. It looks like I'm really struggling. Cause I, I still like the money is scarce. Um, you know, I guess that's maybe the main thing is that like, I'm not really making much money from it, but I wake up and I live my dream every day. Uh, it's like, I just, I can't see how things could get any better. Yeah, I get that. I was about to ask what, what do you find like the most physically taxing now, like swimming, biking or running, but briefly on, on the money side of things, I know you were talking about um, coming out with your own custom jerseys or football t-shirts. What other things are you like looking into at the minute to try and like, I guess, sustainably live your dream? uh, whilst comfortably doing that, I guess. Um, the, uh, we, we have a, it's, I guess not that long-term of a plan. I have my own protein pancake like recipe that I've just been making myself for the past several weeks. Yep. Um, and, and this was sort of because I was eating, you know, Kodiak cakes or whatever birch benders, whatever other sort of protein pancake brand there was. And uh, on the one hand, I was like, why aren't these people sponsoring me? I'm giving them so much press on YouTube. Um, you know, I should be getting free stuff. 
And then Johnny comes along and, and he's like, dude, you're just like, you don't, you don't get what you're actually worth. If you get sponsored, you only get what you're worth. If you like own what you're selling. Uh, and so just from a cost standpoint, it costs me way less to make this pancake mix from scratch. Like I just make a bunch of it every week and it pretty much lasts me through the week. Uh, and it's got, it's like a ton of protein, ton of carbs, just all like very simple ingredients. Um, and there's just like how I, how I legitimately start my day every morning. And that's like, I look forward to it. It's like, oh, at, at night. I think that I go, you know, I'm going to go to sleep and I get to wake up and I get to eat my pancake and have a spro. So um, that's something that we're sort of thinking of, like, how can we basically start a uh, running or athletics focused protein pancake brand? Um, so we're still figuring out how to how to do that. I've never started a business so that there's going to be some startup there. Um, boy <laughs> get out of here uh, but uh yeah that's one and then i i wouldn't say the uh the, the football kits are really a way to make money that's more of uh like i'm very passionate about yeah the shirts and um i really have enjoyed designing it with one of my friends from back home so that's more of like a passion project um i wouldn't necessarily call it merch and so i'm not even I'm not really driven by, uh, by making money at all. And I think that like the way things are going, like the whole lifestyle will be sustainable before too long. So I'm not like super worried about it. Um, but I, I think just using my platform to sort of like start a business is, is a good move. And it's something that'll be a good move, especially after I'm done with athletics, whenever that is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, keep on including uh, Lionel Sanders in your YouTube videos, and I'm sure that CPM will rack up very quickly. Yeah, well, for now, I mean, I'm, I think I'm we're uh, we're getting out of here in about you know just, uh, just over two weeks, I'd say. So, um, and it, it's a total like training focused decision in terms of YouTube. Being out here with Lionel is like it, you know, it it could not be any better. And, and in the triathlon world, this he's the biggest YouTuber. And he's probably, I would say the second best in the world right now at a at long course, non-draft triathlon. So if we're talking uh, YouTube and making money from, from ad revenue and sort of like building my platform, this is a phenomenal place to be possibly the best place to be. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily the best place for me to be in terms of training, just because yeah. Lionel is in a very different point in his career. And um I, I'm not even uh, my, my, I guess my plan is to go uh, short course and draft legal, which is what, you know, Morgan Pearson uh, and, and Matt McElroy do. Uh, whereas Lionel is, is long course. So um, <clears throat> the, uh, the ad revenue and the views might, might suffer a little bit when I go back on my own. But again, that's not like my main focus, my, and my, my, uh, my vision for, the channel as a whole is to just be able to look back in four or five or six years and, and have this essentially like this journal of the entire uh, journey from, you know, being a full-time software engineer, trying to chase a, a pro running career to, you know, getting injured, starting to bike, starting to make the transition over to triathlon. And then uh, who knows what comes next, but there's already like chapters I can look back on. Like there was, Oh, we were in Seattle and then there's the Albuquerque like altitude camp. And now we're out here or there's the, the, there was a couple in Austin as well. 
Um, so it's, it's already just really cool to look back on. So my, my focus is not let's grow the YouTube as much as possible. It's like, let's grow myself as an athlete and then the YouTube will, will be what it is, but I think it will continue to grow if, if that's my main focus. Where are you uh, heading next? Anywhere that you're allowed to announce yet or? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, it's no, it's no secret, I guess. Um, it's just not like that exciting, I think. Um, or it's exciting for me. Uh, so I'm going to New Hampshire. I don't know if all you Brits know, know your States, but it's, it's posh it's, New uh, Hampshire, isn't it? Is huh? it really posh? posh? Is, is it like really uh, fancy? No, it's like middle of nowhere for the most part. I'm trying um, to think of what I'm thinking of then. Hamptons. The Ham- Hamptons. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, the Hamptons. The Hamptons on, on Long Island. That's very posh. Um, you need a good couple of quid to live there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's New Hampshire. It's you know up there in the in the woods in the White Mountains. So it's like beautiful, beautiful New England hilly terrain. Um, but my my coach is his group is based there they have uh it's called the dte it's a daily training environment or something like that um so it's essentially like a a pro team uh that trains together full time so i'm gonna go join them for the summer and basically get ready to race um just i think it's uh my whole reasoning there is uh for one i won't have to figure anything out myself it's like you'll just get up there's a there's a pool there we all swim together and then you know i just i don't i don't have to do anything um i just have to show up and work hard uh which in in my mind those are the two easiest parts uh and then yeah he can uh, my coach can can help me like dial down my time trial position on, on the bike um help me with like fueling practices a lot of things that are just pretty hard to do uh for a, from a remote coaching standpoint um so my thought was if i'm getting ready to race and I want to, to win these races, uh, it's definitely in my best interest to go there and just, you know, be under his watchful eye for sort of every little thing. Yeah. With obviously you said in the past or on a recent video, I think it was how swimming is probably one of the, like one of the most important parts or probably the most important part of a triathlon. How, how far off do you think you are from going from a really good biker and uh, cyclist to a full fledged, really good triathlete? That is a really good question that I don't know the answer to. Um, I will say that I'm on, I think it's like week five of swimming, you know, consistent swimming pretty much every day. And I, I'm improving like really, really quickly. It's like what I could do all out last week is now what I'm doing as like my threshold pace this week, or, or I don't know, maybe, maybe like two weeks ago, but it's, it's just crazy. Um, like I, I broke 120 for uh, 100 in practice a couple of weeks ago for the first time. Like you know, it was pretty hard. And the way I, the way I've been thinking of it is if you just multiply the the rep by and and it is in yards, but if you just multiply it by four and do it in meters, it's like kind of equivalent uh, to to like a running pace. Uh, so these guys will go you know low 60s for 100 yards. Um, which is like, I think it's a, a similar uh, talent level or similar like fitness level to running low 60s for 400s. If you're just like repping that for a full workout or doing, you know, doing 800s and 205, 206, it doesn't scale perfectly, but it's sort of like that. Um, so, uh, but I, I'm improving really, really quickly. I swam a 500 time trial in 638, which is terrible if you ask any swimmer. 
Um, but for me, that's under, that's going under 120 pace per 100, five times in a row, which literally two weeks before then I was like barely able to do all out. Uh, and so I'm like a complete beginner. The, I'm, I'm improving really quickly. Um, and the way I kind of think of it is when I started running, dude, my first 5k was 2540. It's like mm -hmm. most people, uh, at this level of, of running were like 17, 18, 16 minute 5k. Like as soon as they got to high school, I was just so slow. Uh, it took me a really long time to start responding to training. So I, I started at 2540 as a freshman. And then by the end of the season, I like broke 21 for 5k, which I was, I was hype about. Um, and I was, I was already talking shit. Like, I'm going to be this good. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be breaking, breaking 15 as a senior. And everyone was like, yo, shut the hell up. You, you literally just ran 20, 21 minutes for a 5k. It's like, it's not good. Um, but then uh, I ran like five minutes in the mile, five flat, my first race of that indoor season. And then I got it down to like uh, low four forties later that year, outdoor track. Um, and then all of a sudden, like a year from there, I was running under 420 as a sophomore. Uh, so like I, I started pretty slowly, um, but then I sort of accelerated and I was just responding to training really well. Um, so by the, the end of, I guess, almost two years into running, I was sort of on par with what the other like really talented kids who were running 17 minute 5Ks off the bat were doing. Uh, so I'm kind of curious if that's what's going to happen with my swimming is like, mm -hmm. I have absolutely no background. I don't have the, I don't have the, the upper body um, muscles to like that are specific for swimming. Um, but I'm all of a sudden my, uh, my improvement has just like accelerated. So I'm curious, you know, three, four five months down the line, am I going to be swimming something that's half respectable? You know, is it going to take me two more years? Um, and I do know that I might never get to the point where I'm a good enough swimmer that I can be a competitive short course triathlete. Uh, I'm already very confident that I'll be a good enough swimmer to be like a good, a pretty solid long course triathlete. Um, but you need to just be a absolutely kick-ass swimmer uh, to be competitive on the short course scene. Um, and like, that's just not a guarantee that I'll that I'll ever be good enough to be a front pack swimmer there. Uh, so, I mean, that's just, I guess we'll find out in a couple of years. Um, so I, I can't say how far I am away. Uh, my guess is two or three years, maybe four. Uh, like it's, it's basically like a, a, a career's way off um, just from going from where I am now to being able to be competitive. I mean, Paris Olympics sounds pretty decent to me. If three years, three years, yeah. If I could, you know, three years of swimming every day, like that's. I'm trying to think of how I I swam. I was looking at Strava. I swam, uh, like 110,000 yards this year, um, or something like that. So, you know, it's been five weeks plus a couple odd odd sessions before then. Um, so that's like a million ish yards a year. So give me 3 million yards under me and you know, who knows, maybe I could be solid by then. <clears throat> I think there's a lot more opportunities in triathlon as well. So like the world, I'm not sure how it works, but there's like always like different world stages and stuff. So like you can get used to racing against that caliber of athlete a, a bit easier than you would do if you were competing in like diamond leagues and stuff like that. So that's like, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm also not, not really sure how that all works. I'm still like super new to it, but yeah, there's like the world, there's the WTS, which is like your sort of diamond league of triathlon. And then there's, I don't know if it's a, a world cup, which is sort of like one tier down. Um, again, I'm, I'm still, I, I'm a long way off from meeting, uh, even competing in any of those. Cause those are, those are like, I'm pretty sure you need to have your, your pro card to compete in those. And my coach is encouraging me to wait to get the pro card he thinks a lot of athletes get it too early so um it'll probably be a while before i even compete in those which uh on the plus side that's a long time to uh get better at swimming yeah yeah swimming is just all technique isn't it like you've got the fitness it's just about making sure you've got the right technique i i mean yeah that's what people stay uh i still don't know i i i think if you don't have good technique you're not really going anywhere but if you do have good technique, you still need to build the fitness. Like my, my chest and my lats and my shoulders are, are probably more sore than they've, they've ever been just, just generally in the way that like your legs would be when you start running. Um, so I, I definitely need to have some, some like physical growth there. Um, and I think there's also like, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm no physiologist, but in terms of clearing lactate from my arms and from my core, I think I'm just, I don't have like a system in place there. I don't know if your body is better at clearing lactate from your legs. If you've been running for a long time, um, cause obviously like my lactate threshold when I'm running is far higher in terms of the, the, uh, uh, what's, what's the measurement, the millimoles of lactate. Yeah, um, like physically in my blood, that I, I can probably clear it way faster in my legs than I'm able to in my arms. Yeah, that makes so sense. So I think actually. there's yeah, there's a ton of a ton of fitness still to be gained there. Um, and I, but but yeah, I think if you don't have technique, like all the fitness in the world is is not really going to get you going very fast. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I've, I guess swimming is probably the most one of the most technical sports, like just because of you're in the water, you've like the whole got a whole new element to deal with. And it's all about like aerodynamics and stuff like that. I was rubbish at swimming because I couldn't kick my legs properly. I was really fast with my arms and I just wouldn't go anywhere because my legs wouldn't kick at all. Um, well, that's what they're, they're telling me that kick, the kicking doesn't matter. It's just for balance. Like my, uh, my coach is telling me just basically don't, don't kick very hard at all. Um, and we do a lot of, a lot of sets with the pole buoy um, where there's literally no kick. Um, and I, and I'm starting, starting to feel that where, where I'm kicking, like the propulsion doesn't really come from the kick at all. It's more so just like trying to have good body position. So I'm gliding through the water and then just, you know, continue to learn how to pull properly with my arms. Yeah. And you need a lot of quite a lot of core strength, don't you? To sort of stay well, still. I mean, I have, I have that, you know? Yeah. We all that. know. We all know that. Um, <laughs> so I, I've got work well in the pool. Yeah, again, if anyone interested, check it out on our YouTube channel. Um, I've got one last question before we get into some follow questions. I just wanted to know, what are you eating at the minute? Because, you, like you said, 22 hours a week. And I saw a video a few months ago now of your daily diet. And it's the only person close to what I eat. So I was quite proud of you for that. So I was wondering, what are you eating now? Because it must have... You, you got a big appetite? Yeah, massive. I don't know how it happens. Like I don't put on weight. I just eat ridiculous amounts of food yeah yeah i've always eaten way more and way far are you like a quick eater like if you were eating with someone are you just done and they yeah i barely yeah, chew it's uh, just goes straight down yeah the only other person i've seen eat as fast as me is will hoffman 
Um, we both, it's it like just became a joke. Uh, and, and Spencer eats, I don't even know if he eats particularly slow, but when it was the three of us, we'd be eating dinner and Spencer's just got like three quarters of his, of his plate left and, and we're just done. Like we've been done. Um, but uh, I, I should actually make another one of those videos. Cause that, that was uh, a while ago. I wasn't training. I think I hit my, my max like weekly volume was 21 hours in Albuquerque. And that was just sort of a one-off, like that was a bigger week. Um, so now I eat, uh, I have my, my Strug cake, my Strug Pro cake in the morning. And then uh, pretty much don't eat another, or usually don't eat another full meal until dinner just because like fitting everything in between sessions is I, I never want to weigh down my stomach too much. Um, and then the other thing is, is that video was all, there was a lot of meat in there, or a lot of animal products in general. Um, and I have since gone plant-based. Uh, I initially just wanted to do it for like a month just to see, but actually I liked it so much. Like I, I felt like that was just really working for me and I liked the way my diet was. Uh, so I'm still doing it. And I, I mean, I'm just doing it indefinitely. I'm not trying to hold myself to like, oh, I'm plant-based forever. Um, but since uh, the end of February, I have, uh, I, actually I had some, I think I had a chicken in a Chipotle bowl uh, while I was homeless in Austin. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll, I have a, a lot of calories come from sports nutrition on the bike. So yeah. it's like Gatorade powder or scratch. Uh, and then a ton of fruit snacks. Fruit snacks are just like, the easiest sugar to, to stuff in the back of my jersey uh carrots and hummus is is like one of my one of my big uh, rocket fuel items um so much uh granola and like protein flakes uh kellogg has their like they have like a cinnamon wheat something protein flake cereal um so probably twice a day i'll have uh, a, a big bowl of, uh, of granola with those flakes on top and Stoke peanut butter, not peanut butter, Stoke nut butter. I don't really eat peanut butter ever, ever since they started sending me stuff. Uh, um, I, I would just spoon that right from the jar all the time or sometimes on a piece of toast. Uh, so it's honestly like a lot of snacking throughout the day. And then a lot of sports nutrition probably adds up to in the realm of 3000 calories of, of just like snacking throughout the day. Um, and then dinner is usually uh, a bunch of roasted veg. So it's like, uh, it, it varies every night, but from like the list of veg, there's that, or that veg that I roast, there's carrots, mushrooms, Brussels sprouts, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, uh, onions, peppers, chickpeas, um, and then usually that's on top of a bed of rice. Uh, and then depends, depends on the day. Uh, if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling bougie, some, uh, some impossible, uh, impossible meat or beyond meat or some more other sort of like fake sausage for, for extra protein. Um, and then, uh, a lot of arugula, there's almost always some sort of green on top of the whole bowl. So it's like a big you know, greens and grains bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And then usually for dessert, I'll have another bowl of cereal after that. Um, but that's, yeah, that's kind of the almost, almost every night is very similar in terms of rice, roasted veg, maybe some extra sort of protein um, and leafy greens.
you mentioned you mentioned that, that fake meat the, there's something about it like when if i know i've got like a fake like sweet potato burger i am loving life because they're just phenomenal like fake meat Dude, actually tastes better than meat i seriously think inside okay so i i was on the uh, the beyond train i was doing beyond beef for a while and then johnny started buying impossible and he like gave me a little a bite and i was like this is like it's a i i don't think it 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 tastes a little bit like meat, but I don't eat it to replace meat. I eat it because it just tastes so good. Um, yeah. And even the, the you're just like run of the mill soy replacement sausage or whatever. Um, I love that stuff. Um, and I, I just, I grew up on it. My, my parents were feeding me that stuff uh, from a very young age. Yeah. So, um, and, and I, yeah, that's one reason I'm just, I'm really liking my diet right now is uh, I just I enjoy putting the meals together uh, I like the way I feel after like it all just sort of goes through my my system really easily I don't feel like weighed down uh, I never feel tired after a meal like I have to sit down and digest uh, it, it's just uh, I, I don't know that I've, I've really noticed any like positive physical effects like I like to think I would be able to work out at the same level uh on a on a diet with animal products um but again I've it, it really coincided with me starting like a completely new sport so I have nothing to compare it to yeah the animal products are definitely a lot heavier on the stomach as well so like yeah you can really yeah. only have them at night time anyway but I'm guessing you'd be because you're training three times a day you ended up having a late meal and you don't really want some like meat in you before you go to bed. Cause it's never the nicest. Yeah. It's like, I end up eating dinner at, at, especially here in Tucson, it's so hot until like, it doesn't really start cooling down until well after five. So, you know, m most of the time I'll start running around five thirty or six. Uh, and then I'm just, when it's all said and done, like dinner's ready at eight something. And then by the time I'm done with dinner, it's all of a sudden it's like time to just wind down and go to bed. So yeah, yeah. It's like way better to just not have had meat at that point. Yeah. So I have been trying to hold these off because we decided to do this podcast probably 10 minutes before we actually started recording. So I've actually got a lot of follow questions uh, oh, come through. So these are going to be maybe quick fire or if you want to go into any more detail feel free um and obviously some of them might not have any context and some of them might be completely ridiculous but i'm just gonna roll them off and see sure. what happens so the first one who would you prefer will or spencer yeah you can't make me answer that man they both bring something so uh so ridiculous um but so enjoyable to the table um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna answer that the, the same person seems to just want to put you in a like a big hole that you can't dig yourself out of is was there anything going on between spencer and mccallum <laughs> um i mean yes and no uh does he mean romantically no but you know that's not the, all there is to a to a relationship there's a lot going on, but again, I'll, I'll leave that at that. That's, that's fair enough. Um, will you ever shave the beard? I don't know, man. Um, again, this is not another thing where I'm like forcing myself to keep it. It's just like, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, damn, who's that man? He's good looking. 
so, you know, I, it's a, it's a conscious decision to keep it every, every day. And when there comes a day where I'm like, eh, it's, it's not worth getting avocado all over my mustache when I eat avocado toast or smoothie or whatever, cause you know, that stuff happens. Um, it's a constant maintenance process. If I ever feel it's not worth it, then I'll shave it off. But I, I, I don't even know what I look like without it at this point. It's, it's like a completely different person. I think it's going to stay for a while. Maybe until your first proper, proper race and then just set, shave it off, streamline as possible, shaved head. Uh, no way. No way. I think the first proper race, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll shave this and just go put some mustache wax in, a special occasion, and just, just shave off the bottom. I would do that for a while. I would just go mustache. I'm not, I'm not as attached to this as I am to this. Full Henry Kingabritson vibes. Just sunglasses as well. Everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to get it. And then maybe a Mercedes and a bank. Bank sponsorship, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. And also engaged brothers as well. Seems like Jakob's just got engaged, which is weird for... Anyway. Out. Yeah, is, yeah. I mean, he's, is he I'm 21 yet? No, uh, no, it's still 20. 21 in September. That's bad, I know that. But, yeah. I hope it works out for him, man. I hope it doesn't. If, Jacob, if you're listening, I'm always here for you. Um, this next person has asked... Quite, some of these questions are double-barreled. Like, Favourite Tim Man Elite character? I think this would be so much more interesting if you said least favourite. Um, I, I got to go Sid. That that I feel like he's the most for some reason the most strug pro out of uh, all the Tin Man guys, um, and I I don't like really know any of them very well if I know any of them at all. Um, so just from a purely like looking at it on social media and, and like seeing race results um, and the occasional YouTube video, I just really like his vibe. He's just there's almost nothing not to like. Yeah, yeah. Sid is seems like a great guy, and it's great that he's running yeah. really well this year as well. Exactly. It's like the fact that I'm happy to see him running well is, you know, tells me that that he's got to be the favorite. Yeah, and onto people you're not too bothered about seeing if they're running well or not is uh, least favorite Tim Man Elite character. You kind of set yourself up there, but yeah, no, no, no. And I'll say it. And uh, Jeff, these, if you're watching this, I don't know, I don't know why you're my least favorite, but you, you just are. Um, you know, I. I I was going through your Instagram and I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I hate you so much, but I just do. I'm sure you're a great guy. Uh, but you know, anytime you, you know, this as well as I, anytime you put yourself out there on social media, people are going to have their opinions about you, whether they are well-founded or not. Um, so yeah, Jeff, these bottom of the list. Um, but you know, Fair. I heard me on Instagram guy. if you want to change that I th I'm sure he's a great guy that's the thing that's why I'm like I don't know why that's fair but I, I just have, do I just do. I have it's opinion. a social media thing yeah yeah, yeah I've definitely opinion? got a, oh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say my least favorite and favorite but I've definitely right. got one so all right we all I, do I, I, yeah um but I'm not gonna disclose them I'm gonna try and stay neutral and also <laughs> the same person favorite Marvel character uh, well, this is where I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in trouble for mixing up uh, Marvel and, and DC. Thor is Marvel, right? Yeah. I, that, that's just the first one that came to my head. I don't really watch superhero movies, but uh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's and, a boring answer. And who who would play you in a film of your life? 
I would like to think myself. Um, you know, I think uh, I think just like everything else, I, I uh, could have a talent for acting. Um, uh, in reality, though, of an of an actor right now, see, this is I dude. I don't. I really like don't watch movies. It was like a couple. Yeah. I feel like a couple of years or or Netflix or anything. Um, it's just I'm like I'm bad at it. It's like when I do watch it, I'm on my phone, uh, and most of the time, I just I. I'm not even interested enough to go watch the next episode. And like, uh, I watched all of Queen's Gambit except for the last 20 minutes of the last episode. Like I still, I just, for some reason I was watching it and this was the first time I was going to have made it through a show in a long time and something interrupted me and I still haven't gone back to finish it. Um, so if we're talking about actors that are coming through my head, I'm just trying to think of someone who, has similar facial hair and I really am just not doing a good job. Robert Downey Jr. could probably pull, pull that off. It's a bit of like a goatee. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I, I bet he could do it in the older version of me. I think Evan Smolders could probably done. give it, give it a good go as well. If he took up acting, I think he'd play you quite well. He's not alpha enough. Really not. He couldn't, he couldn't do what I do. He, he would have been crying in the pool if he had the set I had yesterday. Like he was. I mean, I was crying in the pool too. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. How, how is swimming? Because I know it's very, very miserable from when I used to do it. Is is that the case still? It's not as enjoyable uh, as when cycling. No, I am enjoying it like to the maximum. Um, and a lot of it is uh, I am enjoying the challenge. And I, I'm trying to like, I think one of the, one of the biggest things that I'm trying to do with uh, myself in, in life and in sport is just being really good at calling myself on my bullshit. And this is something that I think everybody could do a little bit better. Um, and it's like when you come away from a bad race, right. And you're like, Oh, my legs just didn't have it. It's 99% of the time. It's not that your legs didn't have it. It's that your mind didn't have it, which, yeah. which is fine. But if you went in there and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm, going to make sure that if I have a bad race, it's because my legs didn't have it. And I'm, you know, every time I, I really just want to just, just want to start dogging it and jogging it in, whatever. Um, I'm going to like ask myself, is this because of my mind or is it because of my legs? And I'm going to really like double check. Yeah. It's my legs feel like shit. I'm going to like give it another go. Um, and so just make, uh, make it like a 100% physical effort every time. And so uh, it's really difficult with swimming because you just you can't breathe uh and you, your body has this like completely visceral reaction to not being able to breathe especially like i'm so new to it so every time i go into a flip turn that's like one or two breaths that i'm not going to be able to take so especially if i'm like just sucking air as hard as i can every single breath i'm like scared to go into the flip turn and, and i'm uh i'm like tempted to to slow down uh so i can just get a little bit more air um or, or just not have to breathe uh to struggle for air so much are you, are you uh, every two, time i breathe sorry are you a two-stroker or a three-stroker two three, two two yeah but uh, but i switch what i what i do just to make sure that i don't get too used to breathing to one side is i always breathe to the same side so i'll breathe to the right uh, like on my way out and then I'll breathe to the left. So like the say, I'm always looking at the same thing just to make sure I'm like still uh, bilateral. Um, but it's, I, I never want to, uh, 
be like, oh, I, I can't breathe or I feel like I, I feel like I'm drowning. And so I'm going to miss this flip turn or whatever, or I'm going to slow down. I'm not going to make the interval. Um, it's like, I'm really always trying to call myself on, on my bullshit in the pool and like, okay, you know, I think I can handle missing another breath or two. And like, I can actually have a good, the other thing is like, yeah, if I come off of the flip turn and I just go straight up for air that like, it slows you down. You kind of want to stay under the water, like a couple feet under the water for at least a little bit. Um, and so it's, it's way harder than in running, uh, or, or I guess I, it's like physically harder because it's, it's so your body's like, dude, you need to breathe. Um, and it's like, it's borderline scary. Uh, cause you almost feel like you're drowning. Um, but so I'm just trying to, to get really used to that feeling and see if I can, um, just get a little bit more comfortable with that, like chest screaming for air so that it's, it's, uh, like less visceral. I can stay under the water for longer. Um, just sort of stay focused, stay, stay in rhythm. Um, it's a bit hard. It's running is harder because you have so much time to think. Uh, so you have like so many opportunities to like let yourself off the hook. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not nearly as like the, this physical, um, like every ounce of your being is like, dude, you need to breathe. Uh, it's like, it's uh, scary is the adjective I would use in the pool sometimes. And I'm just like, you know, I go into the wall and I'm like, bro, don't be a pussy, just stay under the water. Um, and it's, it's really freaking hard, but I'm enjoying the challenge of um, trying to get better at something that's really hard and, and really scary. I'm really miserable. Uh, just chlorine, it's just not the one. Um, next question is, what, what was your motive to move to triathlon? Obviously, I think it was, you started biking and stuff like that but someone's asked was it enjoyment or exploration uh a little bit of both for one i love the idea of of you know like i said i'm only on uh, uh 22 hours a week ish right now is what, what i've sort of been rolling at um but i i love the idea of of doing that and more versus running where you're at sort of like you know if you run 100 miles a week at uh seven minute pace average what it what is that's like just 11. over 10 hours yeah, yeah 11 hours something like that it's like yeah it's like just about right just over 11 hours uh so it's like it's just not that much time um and i always struggled with, with that uh so like i was always trying to run more and the, the uh summer before but my junior and senior or senior and uh fifth year of college i was running like a hundred to, uh, I hit, I think my highest was 113 in there, but I was just rolling like a hundred, 105, occasional 110, um, always trying to just run a lot, um, and doing like, you know, extra drills, extra strides, extra core. Um, because I, there was something that, that just felt off about like, if you are chasing a professional career and all you do for one day in terms of your workout is one hour of exercise or 70 minutes of exercise. It just doesn't feel like enough to me. And so I, I love the idea of um, train, like truly training, like it's a full-time job. Uh, and so that was, that was one, uh, one reason. And the other one is uh, I just, uh, as I got to the end of college, I sort of started to like accept that I would not be the runner that I like 
thought I could be when I had just started running. And I think, you know, everyone sort of has those dreams of how good they can be. Um, but then as you get older and uh, the, the margins get slimmer and the gains get smaller, you sort of start to have a, a, a much more compressed range of like how good of a runner you can be. And so you, know, you watch Joshua Chapter guy run 1235. And I know I like, I'm never going to run four minutes in the mile three times in a row. It just is never going to happen. Um, and for the vast majority of people, that's the case. And that's like, it's a bit of a dream crusher to like admit that to yourself. Like, well, for my entire life, I thought that if I just worked hard enough, I could be the best in the world. And that's just not the case. Um, but I literally do not believe that that is the case in triathlon. Um, I, truly think that I have all of the tools um, and, and a lot of this is uh, swimming dependent, especially short course, um, but especially if we're talking long course, I, I truly think I have all the tools to be among the best in the world, if not the best in the world. Uh, and that's a huge uh, motivation. And then I also get to, like, I, I truly fell in love with biking. And so I'm already, I've been in, in love with the sport, with running, with distance running, you know, since I was 14 and I started it. Uh, and so now I, I get to chase running and cycling and, you know, we'll see if that, that love for swimming uh, can, can go just as deep. Um, but I get to do multiple sports versus just one, like as a job, as a, as a pursuit. Um, so there, those were like three sort of big reasons for me that uh, it just felt uh, from a happiness perspective, it just felt right to sort of make the switch. You feel like you've got more to give as well and you don't get frustrated as much. Cause like, I guess as well, if one day you really, really not feeling like running, which I could buy by the sense of you, I can imagine that's not the case, but like you can always go and bike or go and swim and it doesn't feel like you've wasted a training session because it's all for different sports. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that is definitely one, I, I guess, comfort I take in it is that I can, uh, an injury for a distance runner, like a running injury for a distance runner is like, you, you can't do anything. You're just completely out of your sport. But if you get a running injury as a triathlete, you can still train two of the three disciplines and you're still making a ton of aerobic development. And then like, you, there's no rush to get back into it. You can take it, you can be very safe and, and, and cautious. Uh, to make sure that uh, you're not like risking uh, re-aggravating whatever it was. Um, and you just don't lose like nearly as much fitness. It takes a little bit more time to sort of get the, the like, I guess, you know, neuromuscular pathways or whatever it is back up to speed for running. But you never really lose your like general fitness. Um, but yeah, you are right. I never, uh, I never have a day where I just don't feel like doing the training session. I'm definitely in a, in a place right now where uh, every run I do just sucks. It's like, I'm so tired all the time and especially because it's like the last thing of the day. Uh, so not only do I have this overwhelming fatigue, but I have the acute fatigue from the previous one or two sessions of the day. Uh, so I, I'm, I, I, uh, I don't like dread running. Um, I don't ever want to like skip a session. I've never thought about skipping, skipping a run, but Right now, when I have been running, it's just like, I'm just so tired. I'm just waiting for the day a couple months down the line when I finally adapt to this, um, this like level of fatigue and this overall volume that I can actually start 
hitting workouts that I would have been proud of as a as a collegian or as you know when I was sort of chasing a pro career. Yeah, imagine when you taper. That's going to be a sight to behold. I can't even imagine. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know what fresh legs are like. It's not a nice feeling. I, I live in a really hilly area, so I'm obviously not in the same boat, nowhere near as much as you, but like, Joe, every day when you're just running on hills and hills and hills, it's your legs are never quite there. But Well, that's what college was like. Uh, in, uh, you know, we were at the, the foothills of the Blue Ridge in Virginia. And so actually it was funny when Vin came in, uh, he started, he started like taking over the program in, in earnest uh, uh, indoor track of last year. And he was like, you guys, all you guys are doing your easy runs way too slow. You should never have an easy run above seven minute pace. And we were like, dude, like, have you, like, you've never seen the routes we run on. They're like, they're ridiculous. If you run under seven minute pace on this route we have called Foxhaven, that's like, it's literally like running six ten, maybe faster on just like a, if you were on a flat rail trail. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I get that. Yeah. I feel that one. Um, completely switching it up two part again celebrity crush who is it dude uh i gotta say jennifer lawrence i don't know why it's just been like that for for years i get i get kind of made fun of for it uh, other people don't think she's she's all that but some something about her like it's a definitely like that's quite a popular one especially i don't know you think? yeah i think so I don't know. Maybe, maybe over on, on your side of the pond, it's like there's something about the look and the, just the way she conducts herself in, inter, in interviews. She just seems like a goof. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. Um, and in the running world, who is your uh, running crush they've asked you? Uh, you can... You can I really got to think about this. Might have to edit out all the, all the empty space here. Um, also, what are the odds that whoever I say actually sees this? It depends if it's, um, I feel like, cause Joe, cause you were the one of them runners in Boulder and also you're very quiet. You're quite tight in the running community. If you say one of them, it's, but if you say like a famous runner, it's a bit different. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think. Like there's a real answer and then I'm trying to think of like a celebrity answer. So I think, um, I'm going to say there is, uh, there's a runner and I'm, I'm crushing hard. Uh, and uh, that's, I'm just going to leave it at that. People can guess who it is. I think my close friends know exactly who it is, but uh, I'm just going to keep everyone guessing. If you want for personal gain, I can say it, I'll edit it out, but I can say it on the count of three and give a bleep. So I'll say mine and you say yours on the count of three. And uh, well, how, will... how's it? How... <laughs> Wait, so it's quiet, but is this, is this like celebrity? Cause this is like real running crush. It doesn't have to be a celebrity. Well, it's, a real, it's a runner. Oh, okay. 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 okay we'll bleep it. Ah, come here, bud. He wants to go, he wants to go take a shit or something. All right. Well, we'll bleep it out. I wonder, do I, do I know who yours is? Yeah. 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 You will do. Definitely. I wonder if you know who mine is. All right, you got you got to bleep this out, dude. Because this is like a real chick. Like yeah, a real absolutely. Chick. Yeah, I'm. I'm. And I, right. Ellen, you don't have to edit this out. This is this is a girl I wrote. You should check check me out on Spotify. Lost in your eyes. I wrote it about this girl. Oh, I gotta get gotta stop barking. Um. All right. On on three, bleep it out. Okay. Three, <laughs> two, one. 
Oh, that's a classic one. That's a classic one. I might leave I mine in and just bleep that. yours out. Yeah. <laughs> I, respect, I respect it. And for the non-bleeped out one, mine's Nessa Fraser. Nessa Fraser. Uh, I said that oh, on another yeah, podcast. That's a, good, so. that's, a good, that's a very good one. Yeah, that, that's if I went back to this question and had a, a one that I'm not actually crushing on, but just who's the hottest distance runner, yeah. Trying to, I'm trying to find any more appropriate fan questions because some of them are quite uh, interesting. What's your middle name? Do you have a middle name? I do. It's Joseph. 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 Joe. So, yeah. So, so your full name is is it Ari or is it Archimedes? Arch, Arch, like what is it? Seriously. It's just it's just Ari. Um, yeah, no, well, that, that's that's why Archimedes came about is because that question would get asked and uh, I would just say oh, Archimedes and people are like, what, really? I'm like, nah. Um, but so, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's how the, the artist name, I started just releasing songs under the name Archimedes because I thought it was funny to like tell people that was my full name. Yeah, I, I always say Alfred or like Alfredo or something. Um, yeah, no, no, what is it? It's, it's just Alf. Just, just Alfie, yeah. It's boring. Everyone always gets disappointed. Alf. Yeah. Alf or the recent one I get now is Gumpy because of Forrest Gump. And somehow it's gone from Alf. I don't know how it's transitioned, but the only name I get called by my girlfriend's mum is Gumpy, which is a, Gumpy. Is a fun one. What about Rory? Uh, what is what is Rory's involvement here? This man, you're you're doing all the legwork here and he just gets to put tracks that in his bio yeah well i think you know. i think for always listening he knows this uh, no he's he had he joined uh april last year may may last year sometime like that and he's had some of uh, quite a few different life interferences i'm gonna say what i, I won't speak on it because it's not my place yeah. to say but he's had he's had reasons to not do anything and like yeah so I, I've done the most of the legwork for the last like six months, seven months, something like that. Um, but he's back now. I'm actually, I've, I've actually got a call with him today to sort of oh. talk about things moving forward, which is kind of fun. All right. So big. Uh, what what uh, what are the ideas moving forward? Because I had this idea that is a, was essentially. I mean, I, I assume you guys are. Oh my god! I gotta go get this get this dog again. <laughs> no. Come here. Come here. Um, I assume you guys are going to start a website at some point. We've got a website. So that's, that's a good start. What's on, what's on there? Um, I actually was going to ask you about this from your previous background. Um, it's like just articles and that's about it really. I've got ideas for the website I want to do, but I don't even know where to start. Um, well, that's, I, I was thinking that it would be basically sweet to have, uh, essentially the running the running youtubers start uploading uploading stuff to to your website or whatever the you know the the, the new flow track competitor is and then i'll ultimately you can stream meets and whatnot yeah. um but then yeah and, and then the whole the um the like revenue uh or i or i guess the, the payment idea is that instead of having like just running normal ads like through adsense or whatever uh companies you used to run ads it's like because you know you have such a targeted audience um you could get like garmin or, or koros for example or any sort of like running focused company what it would yeah. be like way better for them to advertise on your website because you know they have a targeted audience of thousands of 
of runners. It's very interesting you said that about the YouTube um, content because I this is why I was I wanted to speak to you because I know that your background is in like software engineering, etc. Um, I'm just trying to find it because I was going to send you a link, but basically I'll send you after because I can't find it. I was yeah. trying to make a page what automatically updated with all the like all the YouTubers content in one place. So like or like so you could like discover. Um, YouTubers, like all the running YouTubers in one place, you could like filter it. And I basically got as far as I can automatically add them. If I watch a video on YouTube, I can add it to a playlist and it automatically gets shown in this feed. But I was trying to figure out a way to fully automate it, um, which I'm guessing is just some code. But at the minute, yeah. I'm just using plugins. Yeah, it would so. be yeah. that um, is something I'm thinking that, of. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, my background is. is uh not really so that's like web development stuff which is i i've done like very little of that um but i i know some people i know some people that's interesting we'll have to we'll have to carry yeah. this conversation afterwards. yeah uh, absolutely so what is actually i i know this is a running podcast but what sort of you what did you do with software engineering like what what did it consist of because it sounds fancy uh, you mean like my, my job or like yeah. what I did in, in college? Yeah. So my job was, uh, oh God, dude, I haven't done this whole, this whole elevator pitch in a long time. Um, but the company I worked for, we did review management. So if you were, uh, if you're like a large enterprise level company uh, selling, it's, it's called a CPG, which is consumer packaged goods. Um, so like literally anything you go buy in like a, a CVS or a Walmart, like, uh, like pretty much any non-food products that you would buy, like a uh, dishwasher detergent or like toothpaste, soap, um, like household cleaners, uh, anything, anything of that sort. Um, anything that, that comes in a package and is distributed by some large uh, multinational conglomerate, like wreck at Ben Keys or Johnson and Johnson or Unilever, um, like anything. Uh, you generate reviews online, people write reviews for your products and we help, uh, we help companies respond to those reviews, do analytics on those reviews. Uh, and it was based on Salesforce, which is another thing a lot of people like aren't familiar with, but it's, it's essentially like Amazon web services with, with a bit more uh, help or a bit more of an interface. So it's like they'll store all your data and you can, you can write code and run it on their servers. Um, so what I was doing uh, was a lot of, it was a lot of like the, the oh my God, <laughs> a lot of the analytics uh, on these reviews um, and helping make like new, uh, pretty much good looking like web components to like respond to reviews and, and just a, a interface to like, look at all all of your reviews filtered by product or filtered by like if you just want to look at your one and two star review kind of thing um so yeah it was just anything you might need to uh manage the reviews on a suite of products is what we did that's quite interesting because i sort of my i work in a similar field i do the company i work for does like apis and like cloud stuff so analytics as well but we generally do e-commerce and then cloud and integration stuff and also analytics. So it's sort of in a similar realm. Like we use quite a lot yeah, of very. big company softwares and like IBM, stuff like that. 
I'm, which I can imagine is boring to everyone else. So I know you're conscious of time, so I've got a few last few closing questions if that's okay. Oh, I got a ton of time. I got a ton of time. <laughs> When's your next podcast? Because this is just a warm-up for the uh, probably the uh, Yeah, dude, the running Irishman, man. That's, uh, that's, uh, I got an hour and a half until then. Um, but I actually, I uh, had never had never heard of him. Um, and then I looked him up and it was like, oh, he's got, he's got Craig Angles on there and like a, in a recent one, he's got a whole bunch of um, really good European athletes. And he's just, it looks like he's like a high school kid. Um, and I respect the hell out of the grind. Uh, and I think it just helps grow the sport. So I'm getting on there and, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it's just a, it's a good conversation. And um, it seems like everyone brings a, every podcast sort of brings a different element. So it's like uh, the beer mile or went on last week. It was just like three guys just sort of shooting the shit about anything and everything. seems like um, you, you didn't need, you're just like, all right, let's just get on the pod right now. I'm not even prepared. We'll just see what happens. Like, we'll just get fan questions. Um, and it's like, it's so, so like organic. Um, and so I'm curious to see like uh, how, uh, what his setup is like. Yeah, is, is he actually Irish? Uh, I'm guessing he is Irish. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like lives in Ireland. <laughs> You're gonna have fun with that then, because like, that the Irish accent is quite a hard one to pick up sometimes. When I did a race in Ireland, I was like, <laughs> I was like my sister's shy now, so we've had your dog and my sister. But I was like, I don't have a clue what you're saying, and it's the same language, so it's. Yeah, I'll have to ask to to clarify. I just got a new microphone in the post. So. Oh. I did get a camera, not the one you said. Because... Wait, so is that a, oh yeah, it's like $1,200 or whatever for just the well, body. This, uh, I can't is, that a, is that a camera mic or is that like a, a podcast? Like a... Well, I messed up because I ordered one about looking at the specs of the camera and the camera I've got is like a Sony, Sony Cybershot HX60 or something. Um, ben Crawford told me to get it and if he's if he's if the camera's bad, I'm gonna blame Ben Crawford. So this is just That's a, a, a just oh, one of them. Oh, awesome! Does it have does it come does it come with the dead cat? No, no, it, it costs 11, 11 pounds off Amazon. So uh, you should get that. You should get a dead cat for that for sure. That's a and I'm I don't know what the weather's like over there, but if you get much wind, it's yeah, uh, we get it's a, quite a lot must. Yeah, yeah, it's a must. I think it's just a learning curve. Really, got it might never use it i'll see what happens but i just thought i might as well have it just in case um yeah where was it yeah last last few questions after we spoke about the irish podcast guy is these are questions by the way what are pretty hard to answer um so the first one is what's what's the best decision you've ever made decision i've ever made um i want to say it all I either comes back to withdrawing from my my graduate program, taking that full time job, which that that doesn't even seem like a decision. It was like there was no, I wasn't even considering staying in school. I like I hated it so much. Uh, I hated my program so much that I, I was just like I was only there for running at that point. And then when there was no more running, um, I gotta say it was probably at this point um, moving to Boulder with Spencer which uh, honestly that doesn't even feel like it was a decision either. It was just like, once the opportunity arose, it was like, okay, of course I'm doing it. But yeah, that just, uh, 
opened me up to an entirely different world. Um, honestly, I would say the the internet economy or the creator economy, whatever that is. Um, that's when I, I heard about you guys, heard about Ben Crawford, obviously got in the videos with Spencer. Um, and it, it's quite, that was like the beginning of when my life sort of started to become uh, what it is. And without that, I don't think I ever would have started a YouTube channel. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't think my life would be what it is, which is what I'm so grateful for what it is right now. And I think that that was sort of the, the beginning. It opens a lot more opportunities, doesn't it? Like, even if it's not even monetary, even if it's like a reason to create a video, you're probably experiencing something that you haven't done before. Like yeah. I went to Monaco Diamond League just for Trackster. I didn't make any money from it. In fact, I lost a lot of money for paying for flights and stuff, but I wouldn't have gone if I didn't own Trackster for whatever reason. And it just forced me to do it. And I'm sure you've, I don't know whether it's like a different running route or like, you know, deliberately trying to go somewhere nice to get drone footage. I'm sure it makes you experience new things that you probably wouldn't have in any other scenario. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And it's just the, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here in Tucson uh, without the YouTube channel. That, that whole thing arose because um, uh, Lionel, Lionel has this guy Talbot who, who does a lot of his, his YouTube stuff uh, and Talbot and Corey Belmore, both, they both found my YouTube channel and both of them were like, dude, come to, come to Tucson and train. Um, and so now I'm here just like having the time of my life, be, you know, becoming a triathlete. Uh, and it's because these two guys here found my YouTube channel um, and basically opened up this incredible opportunity for me. I, I, I love it how the world of running is so inclusive and like, like, you're like you've gone from last year, let's just say going to Boulder with Spencer. And then within a year, you're training with the best triathlete in the world. Like imagine doing that in a different sport. It just would never happen. Well, it's even crazier because like I didn't even know who Lionel Sanders was until like several months ago. Um, and then the other thing you're saying about that, just like it, it, it's such a tight knit community. Uh, so that when we were, um, we were getting into Tucson at like like the physical drive, we were getting in at like 11 p.m. or something like that. Uh, and so I I had never met Corey before. Um, we just sort of DM back and forth on Instagram and he knew I was, he knew I was coming and he was you know, just, that, that was the extent of our relationship. Um, but our apartment complex, the, the, we had to get someone to pick up the key and they close, they leave at five. So I was like, dude, would you be able to like, you know, pick up our key and like, just help figure this out. And like, I had never met the guy. Um, he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, just like came and he, he lives in like a, a different suburb and he came down, got our key. Um, and just like helped us out massively, like for, so we were able to to get in our apartment. And I don't know if it's the whole him him and Lionel with the 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 Canadian stereotype. Like they are two of the nicest guys I have ever met. Like just so awesome to be around, so welcoming, um, and, and two world class athletes. So it's like the yeah the um, you know it's not as lucrative of a sport as football basketball pretty pretty much anything else but the community is so tight-knit especially at the at the top level I think you always know what to expect from a person as well like we spoke probably for a minute before this podcast I it's, totally, like, yeah. it's like I already knew you which is weird I guess because of the YouTube channel as well but I think that wouldn't happen in any other situation as well I guess oh, yeah. DM'd on Instagram as well but you know and the final question I'm going to leave it on is 10 year plan. Where do you see yourself for 10 years and 
how are you going to get there? Uh, this is my whole philosophy is um, I'm just going to keep grinding away, like training every day for the next 10 years. I, th I think of it as like a 10 year thing. Um, you know, it's like that, that's the, the, the backbone of aerobic success is just doing it for as many years consistently as you can. So yeah, when you say 10 year plan, I'm like, okay, I'll be 34. That will, that will be around my Peak. like ath athletic prime for, for long course triathlon. Um, I mean, maybe even before that might even be before my prime. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the YouTube is going to be like. I hope, I hope it still just follows that entire journey and there's 10 years worth of, of videos and my entire progression on there. But a uh, 10 year plan is just fit in as much exercise uh, over the next 10 years as I possibly can. And, you know, just keep showing up to races with, uh, with a killer mindset and you know, hopefully the, the fitness from, I guess at that point will be, you know, 10 years of triathlon training it just helps me take care of business. Just, just living the dream. That's, that's all it is. Just living the dream. Yeah. It's just, oh, man. Seems to Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just every day, every day for the next 10 years with a, a couple of recovery days here and there, just keep getting after it, keep working out. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the grind. And I respect it a lot yeah. because I could never do the 22 hours a week. It's just, it's not for I me. I love it. I'm, wait, I'm waiting until my coach starts putting me on 30. That's a whole day and more. That's crazy. That's a full, it's, at that point, I would love to do like a 40 hour week because then it's, it's like, a work week. That, is a, that is a work week of just, and that doesn't include, um, like I drive uh, 20 minutes uh, to the pool and back every day so yeah. and then some depends if i'm driving to go somewhere to run or driving to go somewhere to bike or, or just preparing to like preparing to bike is is uh, a process just uh cleaning my drivetrain making sure the wheels are pumped getting getting dressed um it's like the the time involved that's not even spent working out is pretty significant as well filming so, youtube videos coming on amazing yeah. podcasts all exactly this is yeah today is going to be like a real content day so uh i was like just about to film another one of those devil sessions videos and me making some music and then you're like you want to come on the pod and i was like i guess so so i think now it's it's 11 47 my time here i'll get off here maybe try to film one of those devil sessions make some music get on with the running irishman uh then go swim and then you know it's just it's a big it's a big content day Good. I'm feeling productive. And I know I said that was the last question. This is a very quick one. You're a man of many talents, making beats, YouTube. Uh, what else have I got written down here? I actually wrote a list, so I'm just going to... One of them doesn't make any sense. Coding. I put down coding. I don't know why. I guess that's software engineering. Um, triathlon and rapping. Do you have uh, any more hidden talents? I bet you thought I was going to ask you to rap there, didn't I? Well, yeah, no, yeah, no. How about well, I can't because one I can't do a clean rap, but um, uh, I I honestly wouldn't say that I am even talented. Um, I think it's it's like a it's a growth mindset. I think a lot of people when they start something new that they're not immediately good at, they sort of uh, don't. I mean, people don't like being bad at things. Mm. Um, I don't either, uh, but. 
I start things and when I'm bad at them, um, like I just keep at it until I'm good at it. Uh, so I don't know, roasting coffee beans, for example, I've been doing that for a bit now. And my first couple batches were horrible. Like they were just awful. Um, and I just kept at it, kept like sort of tweaking things until now I can, I, I just pretty much only drink my own beans that I roast. Uh, so long as I, I actually, I, so I ran out of, of raw beans. So I don't, I'm drinking like uh, beans that I bought from a coffee shop right now until the new ones come in and I can do another roast. Um, but pretty much all of those things, like I said, with running, I was a, I was a 25, 45 K guy. If you're, you know, looking at a uh, freshman high school, freshman, uh, trying to decide who's going to be the next big thing, who's going to be a good collegiate runner, a good pro, like very few people, uh, run just under 26 minutes, uh, that, that people would think are, are good enough to, um, to make it to the next level. So I, I think my my singular talent is is just like adapting to things. Um, so you know, once I put my mind to something, I get better at it pretty quickly. Um, and so I think there's really not anything I can do that if I put enough time towards it that I won't be good at it. So I think it looks like I'm talented at a bunch of different things, but I sucked at every single one of those things at one point. Yeah, yeah. So your your biggest talent is. The ability to dedicate yourself to something is is what basically what it is. That's a yeah. great okay, talent to have. Yeah, that's yeah. If you're gonna pick one talent, I think that's a really good one. I'm I'm glad that uh, that's the one I have. And that's that's the final question I've got for you. Is is there anything else you'd want to say? Ask me. I guess I don't know why I've said that, but if, if there's anything else you want to say, call out anyone. Ask me any questions. Oh, dude, that was a. Well, that was a, a killer K workout the other day, dude. I um, what's what do you got up next for races? So I've got a three K on Wednesday. Um, I haven't been training for three K though, and I don't think it's going to be really it well. Looks like three K. You don't think so? Those two forty Ks, three K. I don't think I'm strong enough for a sub eight at the minute. Like when the lactic hits in, um, I'll take sub eight ten. And I know it's bad talking to you with a seven fifty two. Um. But yeah, seven fifty one. Seven fifty one. Sorry. Um, no, I, no. I mean, it's. I feel the. I. I am now looking at a seven fifty one as like, uh, it's not even that good. Like, I can't believe I'm. I, I'm not that I feel like I'm walking away from the sport of of track and field uh, with a PB of seven fifty one. I hope that someday I'll be able to put together another track season and then run some really good PBs. Um, but. Dude, it, it, it doesn't matter. And my also, my progression was I went 809, next year 803, and then the year after that, 751. So it's like um, when I ran 751, I thought of 805 as like still a killer yeah. time. And it's just, dude, it's a lot of it is just like getting in the right race. And I don't know, 3K is such a weird event. I don't know if you guys run it a lot, but no. if you run, if you run 805, that's like what 13 13 40 something 13 40 it's, it's weird how it works because 805 sounds so much worse than 13 40 but it is but it's, it's like it's fine you're still running for like because I mean, it's that barrier it's like 759 versus 801 like it sounds very different but they're practically the same time and they predict around the the same 5k shape yeah it's like um 10k for example like maybe a year year ago 
sub 30 scared the life out of me. And now it's like, if you don't run 28 minutes, you know, it's, it's one of them. Um, exactly. But dude, if you're running two forties on three minutes rest with a, with a 236 close, I think you can, I, that, that sounds like sub eight to me. And then, I mean, it's just the three K is, it's a tough event because it's like so short, but it's kind of long. It's like the most important part for me is, is 1600 to, to 2200. It's like, that's where you can't let it slip. And then maybe you can, you're like, you'll feel sorry for yourself at 2200, but I, one lap, maybe you slow down one lap and all of a sudden it's 600 to go and you're just like, okay, I'll just like get it done. Yeah. I, I think the best way to look at it for me is get from 1500, do another lap, and then you've got just over a K to go. And that's sort of, oh, wait, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. It's outdoor. It's outdoors. That's right. That's, yeah. First outdoor. That, yeah. You don't have the luxury. You don't have the luxury of uh, running at BU, which, uh, you need to run at VU at some point. I don't think there's any track in the world that is as fast as that track. I've never run, I've never gone into any European indoor track, but I mean, Christ, Mostly if you're, you're going to run really hard and horrible indoor tracks. Yeah. Normally in the this UK. track, but Boston is, it's just a trampoline. It's a trampoline. It's like every time my 751 is, is worthless. Uh, Spencer's 359 doesn't mean anything when those NAU boys they're in 742, 743, whatever. Anytime at Boston, it just shouldn't count. That track, that track is the track equivalent of cheater spikes. It's like it's, opinion on them. Oh, I huge fan, huge fan. Yeah, uh, I think you know there need there need to be some rules in place. So I like that that um, IAAF is has like you know there's the stack height limit uh, on the track and on the roads, uh, and I. I like that times are getting so ridiculously fast that uh, people are like, holy crap, this, this person ran this, um, that I hope it gets to the point where people just stop caring about times. Because uh, it just, it, when you bring technology into it, it obviously, it changes the times, but hopefully it doesn't change who is winning. Um, so I, I think of it like a sport of cycling. There's definitely, you know, there's weight limits on bikes. Like your bike has to be above a certain weight because the, the theory was if manufacturers were making bikes that light, it was dangerous. They could break too easily. Um, and there's, there's all sorts of regulations on what sorts of things uh, you can put on a bike and where you can put them on a bike and what your position can be on the bike. Um, just in the interest of, of making things generally safer, but uh, there's, technology is such a huge part of the game when it comes to biking. Uh, but every company has their own thing. So it doesn't really matter who you're sponsored by. Uh, everyone pretty much has a, has a fighting chance and you know, every company has their, like, this is, you know, our bike is more arrow or our bike is the best blend of stiffness, arrow and light. So I, I'm a huge fan of now that, that, that technology is coming into the running world. And I know it pisses a lot of people off because, uh, I mean, you can already see it. Nike, was the first and now other brands are coming out with extremely comparable or better technology like we saw with the with the asic spikes um so i think people should just stop crying about it technology uh spike technology shoe technology is here to stay it's not going away there need to be um like well thought out and fair regulations on what kind of technology there is but uh it's it's a part of the sport now um, and you know, I, I think it's very soon going to get to a point where it doesn't matter what brand you're sponsored by, you're going to have a comparable shoe to run in. Yeah. I think as a Brooks fan yourself, you've got to be excited of that, uh, what Des Linden ran in 
the other day. Hyperion. Yeah, the three. I, I yeah, no, I was asking Spencer about that. Um, and I do, I do like. Uh, I, I will not say that the Hyperion Elite Two is as good as a Vaporfly or Alphafly, whatever. I think it's definitely a step behind. But I, I really like running in them. And if I were a Brook sponsored athlete, I think my mindset right now would be like, all right, for the next couple months or maybe a year. I'm running in these shoes, which are a little bit lagging behind Vaporflies, but I have faith in this brand that eventually they're just like, it's not some proprietary technology that Asics and Nike and Adidas have. It's like, it's something Brooks is going to be able to do. And Brooks will have a comparable carbon road racing shoe that is just as fast as those other ones. Yeah. So it's, it's tough right now for people who are sponsored by other brands and they're getting so focused on all these people are running this fast right now. And I, don't have the ability like it's unfair because of the spikes but i think in i will say two years nobody's going to be saying that anymore because every brand it's just not going to matter yeah well you put it well there you went as you said to you like brooks is at the minute lagging behind adidas nike and asics whereas two years ago it was just nike so there's already starting to trickle over where the exactly the top level um yep that's all the questions i've got and i've got a i've got a double and it's 8, 8 p.m here at the minute so oh man I've, I really appreciate you, man. Uh, no, it's, yeah, thanks, luckily, thanks for having me. Luckily, it's still, still quite light. Still quite light. Yeah. So I should be able to get in. Are you pretty? Are you pretty northern? Yeah, and it's uh, we've just had daylight saving as well. Oh, uh, okay, that's so, pretty awesome. So yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. I know it was very short notice, um, and I did oh, say I at the start of the week getting you on the podcast was my number one priority. So that's that's my checklist done for the week so i can chill out now um awesome yeah just enjoy it i do that yeah. thank you for having me on um it's great it's great now i'm now i'm big enough i passed the threshold i got one viral video now everybody wants me on the podcast now you've officially been on the podcast as well even though yes. you're going around trash talking saying you've only been on one but you know <laughs> you've been on this is your third appearance so in fact this is you're my, probably, but now i'm the marquee guest you're probably our most appeared guest on this podcast ever Maybe I get yeah three. That's yeah. I maybe Ben Crawford. Spencer uh, Spencer's got at least two. Yeah, Spencer's got two. Ben Crawford's probably got three or four. Uh, I think that's it. So I mean, he might be it. first or second, but I mean being right. being level with Ben's nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Thanks well, very much. Yeah, for coming bring on. me bring me back whenever you want. Uh, you know, if I've got free time, I'm happy to shoot the shit. If you need to pump out some content. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got these questions done in five minutes, so I'm sure. We can, as in, I prepared prepared this podcast in five minutes. So I'm sure we can think of a lot more episodes to come. So yeah, thank you for coming on. Awesome. All right, have a good double, man. Thank you.